How's it going, Leo? How are you? I am not too bad, thank you. How are you doing? Very well, very well. Very excited to talk to you about Plutio, your life, and uh, I guess anything else. We'll see what we'll end up talking about. Uh, whereabouts are you now? So right now, I'm in a very sunny place called Jordan. Okay, fantastic. I'm in a not-so-sunny place called London. So uh, I, guess, <laughs> I guess the average between the two of us makes up for a nice place. You know, not too hot, not too cold. Um, I mean, but... we can switch if you want. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a part two where I go in Jordan, you go back to the UK because you just told me you lived there for quite some time. And uh, yeah. I haven't I haven't lived in Jordan, but yeah, we're here to talk about Plurio, um, your uh, your product. And I think it's, a, it's an inspiring story. I do have a few questions, but I'm obviously looking forward to see what else, uh, what else we'll, we'll, you know, go through in here. Um, for the people listening that might not know Plurio, could you just give us like a quick breakdown? I, we obviously, some people obviously know, but like just for those who might not have an idea. Absolutely. So Plutio is an all-in-one business management designed for freelancers, small businesses, and even enterprises in a lot of cases. It brings everything you'd need to run a business from projects to tasks to invoicing, contracts, proposals, client communication, dashboards, reporting, you name it, Plutio has it. The entire toolkit in one centralized place, fully customizable and personalized to the way you work. So that's Plutio in a nutshell. That makes sense. I was looking on, you've been very transparent with Plutio, which I think is amazing and massively inspiring. Um, I've seen on Indie Hackers where you could share your revenue and everything. I've seen that the first revenue was in May 2018. So are we safe to say we just crossed Plutio's fourth birthday? Actually, no, uh, we crossed Plutio's, I think, eighth year birthday. No um, way. Yeah, in a, yeah, I think it was a couple of months ago or something like that. I can't 100% remember, but um, it's been a while. It's been over seven years. We started, oh we initially God. started in 2015. 2015. Okay, and how old are you, if I may ask? I'm tw I just turned 29 in April. Okay, belated happy birthday. Okay, so you started <laughs> this when you were, what, 21, if my math uh, is. Yeah, I was... I was I was around that age. eight years into it that's that's fantastic because like 2015 back then SaaS looked different and the whole landscape and i mean obviously not like 2005 closer you know to what it is today but uh clearly like a different trying to think what was it was tumblr back back cool back in yes. the day back then yeah it, it okay used it all the time. It pinterest i think was slowly starting to yeah. become yeah. yeah did you use any of these channels back in the day because it was I did. huh I absolutely did, yeah. Tumblr and Pinterest. That makes sense. Okay, so f eight years into the making. See, I had in my note four years because I just assume based on that. But um, that makes it even more impressive. And you call this Plutio 2.0, but you're about to, without asking too many private details, because I know you want to keep it, you know, uh, you're about to launch 3.0 pretty soon. That, that's correct. Yeah, we are, the entire team is all hands on deck working on 3.0. But a revolutionary new update to Plutio that is going to be launching about two months from now. Okay, what makes uh, what creates the need for a new 3.0? What's what was not wrong, but like what was 2.0 missing? And uh, j just a quick one: if I had to guess, you calling it 3.0 because you're coming up. I'm guessing with many more updates, many more new I don't know features or things are changing a lot, isn't it? So, yes, that's correct. So it's an entirely new version from the ground up. It's not only new features, it's improvements on the interface, on the, on the way things work and the functionality uh, functionalities of Plutio. And it's all for a reason, right? We're not just like launching a new platform just for the sake of it. It's all sort of 
um, we come to conclude that we need something like this, a, a complete rebuild of the platform and look at it a different way from all the feedback and research that we've, re we've received over the last years. That makes sense. Okay, I'll get back to talking about Plutio as a product in a sec. But um, the first thing that comes to mind, not only now, but also when I when I first seen, because I've been following you for a bit, but um, obviously I did my research as well before um, talking to you about Plutio. And uh, we, we connected on Twitter. That's how we uh, we got in touch to make this episode, which was just a few days ago. I appreciate, by the way, the, the swiftness. Thank you for that. I appreciate you reaching out. <laughs> Likewise. Um, let's see. First question that came to mind, eight years, not four, eight years into the making. Um, mm. How's that like? It's, it's a long ride and uh, it looks like it's not ending anytime soon. It feels like you're going full steam ahead. Uh, most people are not able to be that consistent for eight years, especially on the same product. Mm, people sometimes have shiny object syndrome, but... Uh, I'll get into my uh, side questions in a sec. Eight years into making, how's that feel? What what makes you keep pushing the boulder? Um, honestly, it is a long time, um, but our product is ambitious. It's not just we're not solving one um, element or one tool or one or one part of running a business, right? We're solving the entire way of running a business, the fundamentals, and that requires a lot of research, a lot of development, and a lot of time if you don't have the resources we did not raise any money everything started everything's been bootstrapped from the get-go so it took us a little bit longer than you would if you raised money but um honestly like looking back back at it now um i'm quite grateful for the fact that we haven't raised any money it would have changed everything mm -hmm. in a in a crazy way that i don't think me and a team would have enjoyed it as much as we have doing it fully bootstrapped Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And has it always been your main project, product, your main source of, uh, maybe not source of, but like your main focus? Um, not entirely. So at the very beginning, so, you know, the backstory of Plutio starts back when I was 14. Um, and that's when I launched my very first business, which is a design studio. And that came about from actually trying to shelter some dogs in the area. So I went on to learn some, you know, how to build websites for, uh, you know, for myself to build a website that helps connect these sheltered dogs with people who would adapt them. Right. And we were able to shelter two dogs before it came to my, you know, to me that, OK, I can actually do websites for a living because I was approached by Dubai International Airport, a department which hmm. in that airport at the time. And that that was the very beginning of freelancing, uh, building websites for clients for me. And then a few years on. I come to re to realize, um, okay, now the business is growing, I can grow it, but the more client you get, the more admin work you have to do. Yeah. And all the tools um, was designed for teams and team collaboration. Think Asana, Basecamp, Trello, they had team engraved in their slogans. There was really nothing for us in the hackers, small businesses and freelancers. And so that's where Plutio came about. But obviously um, the way it started initially is that I, I developed the initial, let's say, draft and framework of Plutio, and I learned how to develop front end. But when it came to the back end, it was too much for me to handle. So I mm. had to get someone to do it with me. Um, and the way I did that is I had the design studio and I had Airbnb and I worked part time with Paddle at the time, uh, building right. the websites and, and doing some design work. So I had three jobs to fund the initial part time sort of work of Plutio before I would completely um came on board fully focused on it about a year later 
So Airbnb and Paddle three were two of the three jobs. And and the design studio, yes. That's the design studio. Airbnb and Paddle. Man, I wish they would have given you some equity because uh, I'm sure you've seen the news <laughs> about Paddle recently, didn't you? Uh, yes. Yeah, they, uh, they were brilliant from the get-go. They actually knew about Plutio from the very start. Mm-hmm. And I worked part-time there. I was not full-time. Um, so I was not an employee. I was a contractor. But they supported me in, in great ways, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, it, I've heard... it was a... I've heard many great things about Christian, the the founder of uh, of, of Paddle. Do you guys keep in touch? Uh, we haven't spoken for a while, but uh, yeah, we used to speak quite a lot back in the day. But you know, years and years, and everyone just focusing on their own thing. Yeah. Um, so it's just hard to stay in touch. Yeah, I see. I I feel like most people who are working like that, just like ourselves, understand that sometimes life gets busy or the product, you know, quote unquote, baby. And I mean, it gets even harder if you actually have a baby. And the product is like two or 2.5 full-time jobs. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's like an unspoken rule that if people don't don't talk for a long time, it's understandable. But you on the on the flip side, you also know that you can always reach out and say, hey, it's been a long time. I know we haven't spoken in four years and a half, but how's your product? How's uh, how's everything? Um, yeah. On this topic, speaking of speaking of which eight years in the industry i'm sure you've made quite a few contacts just by you know showing up every day isn't it like uh, not not only clients but also other indie indie hackers because 2015 means you were basically doing it before it was cool like i mean it was always cool to be profitable but um you know it's waves and waves and like uh how do you feel about this wave of indie hacking now becoming more uh, you know more pronounced you know, it's it's actually really nice to see this happening because, believe it or not, back in the day when I started Plutio, uh, the long vision wasn't only to build a platform, a toolkit, right? It was the right, like Plutio was to be the right hand of freelancers and indie hackers mm-hmm. all around. So it, it literally to help empower anyone from anywhere to start, run and grow their business. So it's beyond just a toolkit. It's an educational hub. It's a community. It's an ecosystem all built together to really empower people. And so I had this sort of, you know, I could see this trend happening back in the day. And I really wanted to build something that would be the foundations for what about to come. And looking looking around now, anyone can start a business. And this is so fantastic to see. And I'm hoping Plutio in the coming year or so would be that foundation that will support indie hackers and freelancers and businesses all around the world. Mm-hmm. Cool, interesting. Um, if I go on Plutio's homepage, I see uh, very interestingly in the so obviously there's a header and below there's a mock-up, you know, like a preview of the app as apps usually do. And you've got a few tabs there, like tab links, projects, invoicing, proposal, proposals. I'm sorry, forms and dashboards. Um, that's by the way why I've saved your website the first time I've seen it. I said in my folder of great websites because you've got different USPs, obviously, for projects. And I'm guessing some people come from projects or project management. Other people come from forms, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Everyone comes with a different, unique um, needs. Yeah. So would you say you have five products in one? Would you say they are perfectly connected? Like, are people always using all five of them? Is there like a different distribution? Um, if you could tell us. Yeah, of course. So the the really nice thing about Plutio is, yes, it gives you all these tools, but it doesn't force you to use them all at once. Mm -hmm. So the way it works is you sign up to Plutio and you get this, let's say, you know, 
for the, for the sake of giving an example, it'd be like an empty plate, right? And then you've got this buffet of different tools that you can just pick and add whatever ones you want into your plate. So if you want project management, you add it. If you want invoicing, you add it. And if you want time tracking, you add it. Then you have this you know, integrated toolkit together. And they all talk to each other very, very nicely. They're not like independent tools just in one platform. No, mm -hmm. they actually all talk to each other just like you know, one centralized uh, platform. So that's, that's what really is unique about Plutio. And in terms of the workflow, so many people come in just for project management. Some of them come for a combination of these tools like invoicing, time tracking, and project management. And some comes actually just for proposals and contracts. So it depends. Our, and th that's one of the reasons that we want to launch uh, Plutio 3.0. Mm -hmm. Th that's one of the reasons. Which one Correct. is it? The, the fact that they can select uh, from this platter or something else? I didn't the quite catch that. Yeah, the, the fact that when we spoke to a lot of these people who use one or two tools as opposed to the entire toolkit, it mm -hmm. was that they don't know how or they don't know how they can connect them or they don't know how to move from them because they seem a little bit hard or difficult. And so with 3.0, we want to make that possible, easily possible, right? Um, I, I can't give a lot of information about that, but um, it will change the, the structure of how things work mm -hmm. to make it easier for people to adapt these other tools as well. So they can switch off the tools that they use outside Plutio. Yeah, that makes sense. So I won't push you for any private details, but uh, is there any, or is it just not been disclosed yet, any date or any you know, uh, timeline as to when 3.0 comes out? No worries if there isn't. Uh, yeah, of course. So there is no specific date just yet, but yeah. um, we are aiming for about end of uh, July. All right. So that's like in uh, in two months. Exclusive. You've heard it here first on The Usual Suspects, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Um, yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, question. It might be a bit direct, but um, I'm sure people listening to this are wondering if you've got five or more verticals, so to speak. Because, like invoicing, I'm sure there are bazillions of products competing there, or proposals, or forms, especially forms. Uh, why not? So, I want to ask you which one it is uh, the, the main, um, the main feature that people are coming for, because that's your proprietary info. But like. What stops you from saying, you know what, guys, feature X is the one where we get 60 or 80% of our revenue because we've done surveys and whatever. Why not double down on that and, you know, keep the other ones on a base level, kind of like uh, Basecamp. Are you familiar with Basecamp? I am. Yes, of course. Okay. Kind of like Basecamp's level of simplicity where they have like a chat, but it's not competing with Slack, but it is an alternative. Myself, I'm using uh, Basecamp's chat and everything else, and I'm not signing up for Slack. What makes you, so to rephrase my question, what stops you from saying, let's double down on this thing because this is what most of our revenue comes from? Because that isn't the problem that we're solving. Um, project management isn't necessarily the pro problem that we're solving or um, team collaboration, right? Um, or the two together. So having, having a Slack-like platform and a project management platform is um, something so many offer. And Basecamp is a fantastic platform that offers it really well and they focus on it really well. And so it's reliable, you know, it's, it's, um, it's all in one in, in that, in that sense. So that isn't really the problem that we're solving. Um, it's more about all the other aspects of running a business. Cause if you think about running a business, it isn't just managing the project and tracking your time and talking to people. It involves invoicing, bookkeeping, contracts, proposals, the, the, you know, the reporting, it involves so much and project management, it's 
merely 10% of running mm -hmm. a business, if you really think about it. And so if we even focus on just um, what like Basecamp and Asana and the rest focus on, we wouldn't really making, be making a difference or solving the root problem of, of this massive problem that many, many people have. Um, we will just be another project management system on the market, um, if that makes sense. Which, to be honest, it's it's a great market. We can definitely get into. I mean, look at ClickUp; it's a fantastic tool to manage projects, and they are taking the market by storm. Forget Asana, forget uh, Monday.com; they're taking over that place. And so it's it's never too late for anyone to get into a saturated market. Absolutely, um, especially for us, we have a fantastic product, but our focus is not there. The problem that we're solving is not there. Um, I need to uh, phrase my question. So it's my bad that I didn't phrase the question properly, but your answer was helpful as well, which is why I didn't want to interrupt because you were... Sorry. No, no, Sorry. no worries. No, it, it's, it's, uh, it's my responsibility. I was giving Basecamp as an example for, yeah. you know, they're taking a feature instead of going 10 out of 10 like Slack or Microsoft Teams, you know, take a chat and go as far as you can. They're saying, yeah. we'll just do a 3 out of 10 uh, job in terms of complexity, not in terms of problem solving. They aim to do as much as possible in terms of problem solving. But I was just giving them as an example of features that are not fantastically developed yet still solve the problem. So to rephrase my question, you have, let's say, five features, main main verticals. I won't name them again because I'm guessing you don't want to disclose which one's the most profitable one. But um, let's say you're saying, you know, feature one gets us 20% of the revenue, feature two, one, I don't know, 5%. And when I say these percentage, I mean 10% of the people started paying for Plutio because we yeah. have this feature. And then there's one that's dominant. What makes yeah. you say, uh, what stops you from saying we're going to double down on that at the expense, not at the expense, but at the cost of not developing anything else equally? Uh, does that make any sense? Yes, it does, actually. It's a very good question. And I've been asked this question so many times, especially by some of the teammates, especially the new ones joining us. Um, as well. So um, even our customers, all the time, they tell us just to focus on particular features that they use the most, right? Yeah. Um, but now you look at our customer base, and if you do listen to, to them in that sense, 10% um, will be project management, 10% will be invoicing, 10% will be, you know, and so on. So the divide will somehow balance itself out to yeah. focus on the entire product. So because that's why they signed up to Plutio as opposed to another platform. But what we what we then internally did is we planned things um, relatively uh, in a in a I don't know how to explain it, but we planned things to balance out new features and focus on current products and mm -hmm. fixing bugs mm -hmm. as well as keeping you know innovating. So our team is divided in a really nice way where we have people focusing on bugs people focusing on new features and people focusing on improving the current suite of tools that we have. So, you know, we are moving forward on all fronts as opposed to just focusing on one front and leaving the rest, you know, back in, 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 in history, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and as the team grow, we will have more resources and capability and speed up the process of focusing on, on everything. Um, yeah. I hope that answers the question. It does. It does. And it shows me, um, how should I, put, I, I can't put this any nicer, but it is, it comes with a compliment. It shows me that your main purpose with Plurio isn't to make a shit ton of money or as much as possible because, no. because I feel like in eight years, I, I see, I don't see this in you. I see this in other people in eight years, 
if you were looking to make the most amount of money possible, you would have said, ah, you know what, this isn't growing as much as I would want to, shiny object syndrome, whatever, we're going to get back to that. But, um, and this is also reflected, and as I said, it comes with a compliment because I think it's, it's honorable and admirable. It's, it's reflected on your uh, website's copy as well. You mentioned that 19,000 plus businesses run on Plutio. You, I've seen some other stuff, or for instance, in your Twitter, you say 80 million plus uh, US dollars processed in payouts. So that shows more of your, uh, that, that gives us a bit like a preview into your brain and what you're doing it for. That's my read. But if I were to ask you, what are you doing this all for, given that it's not uh, the, the most amount of money possible, you know, squeezing out every last cent, what makes you, what drives you? You, you know, money is important. Yeah, I can't say I'm not doing it for money as well. Money is, of course, um, one of the reasons that I'm doing this. But Plutio isn't necessarily a business for me, it isn't just a career path, it isn't um, a product I just want to build and sell, you know, once it started once it can be valued at that. I mean, we have received so many offers over the past years and really significant, crazy offers that can change my life overnight, right? But um, Plutio to me is more of a lifetime mission. It's my purpose in this in this life, in a sense, right? And it's it's beyond just the product, as I told you. We are going to be expanding in, in so much more beyond just um, having an online platform. I wish if we can talk about it, it's just like, we're getting into the physical world as well. Think, uh, think, co-living, co-working. Think remote work and think insurance. Think lifestyle, all that kind of stuff. So Plutio would truly be the right hand of anyone who not only want to run their business but work and live um, anywhere and however way they want, right? So it's it's more of a, a life mission to change, to fundamentally change the way we work. Truly. Um, and yeah, and, and I wish I can get into more into it, but um, that's that's probably the main reason that what fuels me. And when I see it changing people's life on daily basis, that is the fuel that keeps me going because I can see it happening. I can see it working and very soon it will be scalable. So you can scale this at, you know, a crazy, a crazy level. But do you have any other... Um project or like source of income or is, is Plutio your main and only focus at the moment this is my main and only focus okay yeah. and uh, going back to what you said you're very very beautiful answer because I do appreciate it would you ever raise funds but let me let me uh, give context to this question I feel like yeah. uh, two of the ways in which you can raise money two of the positions you can have is number one the position we indie hackers uh, not despise but try to avoid as much as possible which is my idea cannot exist without raising money, which is, that's the probably the thing we're trying to avoid. Investors or somebody else trying to, you know, having influence over the product, over the development, over the direction, etc. And then number yeah. two, the position you would be in, the position in which, you know what, if I don't raise money, I don't give a shit because I will still keep on going. But you could, you, you would have the leverage to be selective, to be picky about um, the, the partner you'd be getting on. Take, for instance, uh, uh, V.io. Uh, Saba is somebody I'm friendly with, and they haven't raised any money. They tried raising money at a stage where their idea 
I mean, it kind of anyway. They've eventually raised money after they're doing seven million in uh, in ARR. They've uh, raised thirty-five million. So you do the math there, and that was from a position of leverage, and it was with Sequoia. So uh, they were picky about who they were partnering with, and it was a strategic thing. Um, that's just to give a bit more context on position number two. Would you ever raise money? And the reason why I'm asking is because you have this huge ambition, and you even mentioned physical world. So mm-hmm. at one point. You could say, you know what, on these terms, which are very fav- favorable with the strategic partner, I I could put some fuel on the fire, you know, to accelerate this. Would you ever do that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not, the, not it's not the reason that we said no to many investors now um, that we don't want to raise money. Just we don't we're not ready for it just mm-hmm. yet, right? Um, so, but raising money is not out of the question, and it's something we might obviously do um, in a soon future once we believe we are ready for it. And um, yeah, it, it, it really isn't out of the question. That makes sense. Any investor listening to this, reach out to Leo and uh, <laughs> set it up. Um, don't need any cut, but just let me know that this happened because I'll be happy to hear it. And, and just, just to add before on. Uh, on is that we actually did raise money, but not from investors, technically mm-hmm. not from VC or angel investors, but more from our customers. And we raised over a million dollars from our customers over the past few years. So that is money that is significant. If you think about a million dollars raised and at such a stage for a startup is quite unspoken of if you think about it, because if you think about it now, we are, if we go to a VC, they would probably say no to us because we're not making the 7 million that, you know, Avid were doing or any, any, any uh, these other platforms that we're doing. We are, you know, doing a, a significantly less amount than that. So they would never give us that amount of money. But we were able to get that amount of money from the community because they truly believe in the product. They can see it, you know, evolving. They, they are part of it. And we want the same thing with investors. So we are building connections with investors now so we can show them the journey. They are part of the journey. And those are the investors that we would really love to be on board. People who would actually care and to be part of this, not just to see it as another business in their portfolio if that makes sense. So, and that's one of the reasons we didn't raise any money just yet, because we do want to be picky about this because it's strategic and it's the best way to to, to, to move forward. Mm-hmm. When you said about the million raised, was that basically, uh, you know, revenue, uh, revenue, so people paying uh, Plurio Correct. money for the product? Correct. It's a lifetime deal that we launched with AppSumo, multiple lifetime deals that we launched mm-hmm. with AppSumo, which allowed us to raise the amount of money. So if you think about it, it is technically an investment. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Because people are kind of like, I don't know how, I don't know if 100% of the people buying lifetime deals, I, I, I bought some as well. I don't know if 100% of people buying lifetime deals are aware of this, but you, it's as if you're betting that the product will keep on going and yeah. you're putting your money where your mouth is like, okay, let me feed this, uh, this product. Because if it turns out that they're going to be in business for 10 years or whatever, I'll bet I'll keep on benefiting from that. So yeah, it is it is an investment in a way. Um, would you would you recommend uh, apps? Not necessarily apps, like lifetime deals. Are you because that's a bit of a controversial topic amongst indie hackers. It depends on the product yeah. as well. But yeah, what's your what's your take on it? Would you do it again? Would you do it with every product? Yeah, um, I would do it again. Absolutely. So um, of course, the advice on on lifetime deal cannot be generic. It, it's very specific to you as a business owner, to your business and the goal of launching a, t- a lifetime deal. For us, we did it because we wanted to raise money so we can increase 
uh, our resources. And AppSumo was a fantastic platform to do that from without losing equity and with other amazing side effects such as building a community. Um, so we had a spike of people coming in from AppSumo which are using Plutio you know, ever since. And they helped us shape Plutio to the tool that it is today. So there's so many other benefits from launching a lifetime deal, especially with a partner that is established as AppSumo. Um, if you think about it strategically, and uh, you could potentially add add-ons later on to convert um, lifetime dealers into subscribers. Obviously, don't rip them off by adding a, like an add-on that costs $100 a month or something. But you know, a small amount of add-ons could potentially help uh, change the landscape of your, you know, uh, or, or your customers. So you could think about it strategically to make it work for you. Uh, but the downsides of launching launching a lifetime deal, in most in most cases, it sort of um, uh, I forgot the word for it, but it's not as strong as the good side, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. I want to get back to the figure, $80 million in payout. Um, mm -hmm. And back to your mission as well. How does that feel? Honestly, it feels fantastic, especially that we are so tiny still. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, we're, we're not massive just yet, you know, and we're posting that amount of money. It's, it's quite incredible. So we're now using that as a motivational tool. Like, okay, when once we hopefully get a little bit bigger, just imagine the number. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really fantastic to see that Plutio is truly facilitating uh, an easy payout for businesses all around the world. It really, really is. You should make like a public page, you know, just like you have publicly 19,000 plus uh, businesses using Plutio. Um, I, I would I would check every now and then a page where you have like a live counter of how much money you've processed because... Uh, <laughs> It, it it builds into that feeling which I have right now and I haven't even used Plurio. Um I'm I'm not sure I'm the target audience. But um I do feel like it's you know it's a company I'm rooting for solely because I've seen these couple of things which are planting very wisely. And something like that would be like, okay, let me see uh every now and then how much they've added on. Because it's like uh, what was it? It makes me think of at one point, Apple, this is clearly going to, you know, on a tangent, but at one point, Apple were about to give like a prize for the one billionth purchase on the App Store, I think, or just a big number. And this was yeah. ages ago. I don't even know if it was a billion or something like that, but uh, they were giving like a big reward, big prize. And they did have this live counter. And yeah. I was checking it every now and then, even though it was something that I wasn't particularly interested in, but it just felt like that. So, uh, you know, doing a live event for reaching a hundred million in process payouts, I would watch that perhaps. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons we actually had this little section on our website that is a lifetime tracking. It tracks it in real time. Um, every one hour it updates, but you know, having a page for it, I think it's a, that's a fantastic idea. So I think I might expand on it for the new website for 3.0. Yeah, because it's kind of like those uh, about us pages where you might even have your life story. Uh, I was talking to Pierre from Scraping Bee. I don't know if you know them. And uh, they've been a bit viral on Hacker News with their about us page because that sh that was showing their journey with, you know, a couple of failed products which manifested into Scraping Bee being successful for their, uh, you know, for, for their ambition and, and, and their plans and obviously going forward. And he's, he was very transparent. He, was, he wasn't he was saying this, but what I got was, look, we could have made it look like it was an overnight success, but actually we've, and they had like a timeline saying, you know, 2016, this project failed. 
2017 blah 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 so yeah. uh just like that page which builds a connection but it isn't a quantifiable uh benefit just like that i feel like i'm even more on plurio's side seeing that life counter and uh and yeah as, especially, especially as you said you're you consider yourself small for the ambition you have which with which i agree you know what you told me shows for a lot of ambition so yeah anyway you know enough on uh, on that topic you have uh 80 million in process payouts but you don't capture any percentage of you know um i don't know 0.1 of the amount or something like that you just have fixed fees isn't it not just yet so we have not Ooh. been uh, taking any money out of this at all and we never want to take more money from people because one of the things that we value the most is you know your time you know as a freelancer and and your skill sets and um, people making money through Pluto, we don't want to be basically taking more money from them for the work that they do because we already charge them for the subscription to use the platform. And one of the things that we want to do is we want to partner. Um, we actually just signed a contract with Stripe to uh, for the revenue share. So we will not be taking money from our customers. We'll be taking money from Stripe um, for a, per a percentage out of the, the, the monthly uh, payouts. And at the moment, it sits at $1.5 million every month. And it's it's grown, which is a fantastic number. Mm -hmm. So instead of, because Stripe has like 2.9 to 3 point something percent, instead of, I get it now. Uh, you could have negotiated for like lower fees, but you said, let us take that cut. And that's actually smart and wonderful. And especially it's, like, it's a huge unlock for you as you grow in size, isn't it? Exactly. But um. You know, on on our journey, obviously banking and financials is something that is on our roadmap. And one of the things that we're going to be working on soon is actually a Plutio bank, um, necessarily oh. in in partnership with third party platforms. It's a it's a bank that allows you to issue cards, to have different currencies and balances into your Plutio with a Plutio wallet, uh, possibly Plutio currency as well that we're looking into. So people and businesses can pay themselves in Plutio with zero um you know commissions or percentages or cuts or whatever and um for payouts from clients like checkouts and things like that we will be able to take a percentage uh, ourselves as opposed to using a third-party tool so we are going to be the processor as well uh back to what i said earlier about uh, about us page or like the live countdown page some of these pages that don't have a quantifiable impact what stops you from making a page saying look we've got this huge ambition because uh you know for somebody listening to you talking about a Plutio currency, it might sound like pie in the sky dreams, but I do see why because I know how accessible third parties, third party banking is now, issuing cards and everything, and I do see the connection. Freelancers getting money, having th these many millions per month, uh, per year, sorry, processed. Uh, I I have seen this, uh, I this connection of I'm getting money if I have this card, I can just do my daily stuff and you know avoid those wire transfers currencies blah 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 what stops you from making a page saying kind of like a kickstarter that doesn't have an expiry date saying look we're looking for this much for the right partner and even if uh, saying something like even if it will take us nine months or you know two years and we still wouldn't raise money from anyone uh this is kind of our offer slash deal would you ever do like a presentation page with this huge ambition you have, and maybe don't even put numbers. Th th does that make sense? I'm not putting it yeah, correctly into words. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, 
I'll probably need to speak to Joe about it, our operational guy, and probably the, the, the creation team, the creators, yeah. to see how we can put this together and if we can actually push it to the right people as well. Um, it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. Because, I mean, you know, our roadmap is transparent. We are transparent about our numbers, about our, you know, our, our vision, where we're heading and all that kind of stuff. So there is nothing to hide and there is nothing to be afraid of, really. The market is huge and we have competitors. We work with some of the competitors. In fact, I have a call with one of the competitors just to catch up and, you know, say how they're doing and how we're doing. So it's not, you know, that we're afraid to show what we're working on, on our innovation. Um, because our, our vision and our mission is beyond just making money, is to change the world. And if we can do it hands in hand with other people in the same industry and in the same vision, we're more than happy to do that. Mm -hmm. The main reason I'm asking is because uh, you've been transparent with your revenue, which sits at about 20,000 monthly recurring revenue at the moment. Sure. But I also know from experience that the biggest cost most of the time is uh, people, salaries, employees. And yeah. no matter how efficient you are, the gap between 20,000 a month and uh, uh, manifesting all these plans, I mean, you could do it, but the idea would be instead of doing it in 10 years with money raised you could do it in two or three years you know as, as i said given the right partner so that's why looking at this manifesting all this and i do see the strong connection and the compounding value that comes with integrating all these things some acceleration would help if you so choose to if if you choose to go Absolutely. go down that route. that's why it's not off the table um to the right person you know that we're open to offers we're open to talk and to see what everyone has to offer um never say never right <laughs> yeah uh, I'm going to take the same discussion of, you know, the present moment to the future and the time it takes to for stuff to mature, to compound. Take that time and go present to past. When you started or now that if you would start something today, um, it would take time for the, for the app or, you know, SaaS usually is like that. It takes time to mature, to compound, to have that uh, user base, you know, speak to each other. Talk about years and years and it's clearly not linear if it goes well. Did you know that back in the day or do you ever take time to think about it these days or is it just something that comes and you don't think about it and you just keep going? This, this, the time it takes for all this stuff to, to materialize. Uh, I do think about it. And I know that for us as a business, taking you know, seven so years to, you know, to exist and not yet be massive in comparison to what you could be like the potential of Plutio is huge looking at our competitors at the market and the trend right so Plutio could potentially have been somewhere like if we raise money we could potentially been somewhere way uh significant than we are right now um i don't see it as a regret i just see it as okay it's an experience to scale it's it's you know it's not necessarily the bad way or the good way it's just how you want it to be right um I do think about it and, you know, it goes back to being a founder of a business and, you know, building Plutio is like your baby or however way you want to call it. And you're so passionate about it and you love building it, you love designing it, you love talking to customers, which because it's your passion, it's that's what you like doing. It sometimes takes you off marketing. Like, you know, there, there is a lot of um, memes right nowadays and a lot of talks about, market your business you should definitely market your business don't just build it you also need to market it and for a lot of people even me you know it took a while before i realized 
I need to market my business. Yes, it's growing by itself. People are talking about it and there's word of mouth and affiliates. We've done zero marketing in that sense in terms of paid marketing and we're still growing, but it's not growing at that significant, you know, uh, scale that you would if you start marketing it. And that's where honestly, the, the, also one of the reasons that we have 3.0 and the reason we used all the money we raised from AppSumo to grow creative team and you know, success team and uh, customer team, right? So to actually focus on the user and especially new customers as well coming in. So our mindset slightly changed now uh, from just product to, okay, product, innovation, but also market the hell out of it, if that makes sense. So we're just starting in two months, you're gonna see a significant difference in the way we approach things and the way we, we move forward. Yeah, I'm with a certain project, which is my number two project, I'm a bit on the other side where I've deliberately marketed more than I've built. And I can tell there's always a, a balance that needs to be, that, that you need to strike because um, then churn has something to do, has, churn has a word to say about uh, the whole business, the whole operation, if you're marketing more than you're building. Um, so that is interesting to hear, but um, yeah, always a balance. I'm looking forward to seeing more of your marketing because as I was looking for, I was like, this looks very, very mature, even for what I thought was four years. For eight years, most businesses don't, you know, stay alive for uh, for eight years. So I can see yeah. the, the blood and sweat you've put into this, uh, this product. But um, then I'm saying too many nice words about you and I'm losing my credibility. I need to be a bit more mean <laughs> to you, I guess, so I can buy myself back some credibility. Yeah, um, be mean to me. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all genuine. So, um, uh, yeah. Have you ever had, I mean, no, I can see you haven't had shiny object syndrome because I said I will come back to this. I'm, yeah. you know, look, looking back at your history, you haven't had it. What do you think um, helped you hedge against it? Because I see it as a, as a more and more of a problem these days uh, that's being discussed. Uh, what, what do you mean by the shiny object thing? Okay, shiny object syndrome is, is there's a big debate on Twitter these days and it, it always comes and goes. There's a big debate about having multiple small bets, aka multiple small businesses, you know, maybe four business, four SaaS businesses that do, let's say, 2000 a month, as opposed to one main business that does 8000 a month and, you know, focusing solely on one. So shiny object syndrome is when happens when a, in our case, of course, when a SaaS founder has an app and they're like, you know what, it isn't growing as much as I wanted to, but, um, oh, if I just start this second app, you know, looking at this shiny object, because it is cooler, it's less boring, but um, you are go, you have that syndrome of you're going away from your, one of your babies or your main focus to do something else. And then they build a second one and it might have a certain amount of success or not. But then they have that feeling again of, oh, if I build this next thing, which is going to get me users or, you know, more revenue or whatever the target is, they keep going for this other thing, for the next shiny object. So um, in my humble opinion, I think it depends on the person and their goals, right? But also for me, maybe the reason I have not been building other businesses is because I am building everything in Plutio, <laughs> you know, <laughs> project management, tasks, invoicing, contracts, proposals, client communication, building everything, banking, all. So I'm sort of expanding on all these shiny stuff in one shiny pot as opposed to yeah. different shiny pots. So um, I think maybe that is the difference for me personally. 
Um, yeah, but uh, it also depends on the goal. Do you want to make money as soon as possible? Maybe focusing on different things will help you make money. You know, like not having your, all your eggs in, in one basket, for example, if you want to, you know, make. But for me also, Plutio, if you think about it, you know, hairdressers, you need them all the time. You really do. Um, unless we invented a way to just, you know, design your hair and it sticks on you somehow. Um, food, you need it. Restaurants, coffee shops, you need them. So there are businesses, there are tools, there are services. People, the demand on them will always exist. And when I say always, you know, as, as you think about it, within, within reason, it will yeah. always exist. Yeah. And I believe businesses will exist for, the, for a long time to come. And people building businesses will increase now more than ever. And a tool or a platform or a community or an ecosystem like Plutio's, the demand for something like that exists and will exist for a long time to come. So it isn't a trend. It's something that will have been and will be for a long time. And Plutio is just there to make it easier, more streamlined and less painful. So, you know, that's I don't, I don't see the reason to focus on something else because I know this is going to work and it's proven that it has worked before. I just need to focus on it, make it good and show it to people if that makes sense. Yeah, so that's it. This is really the cure to shiny object syndrome as prescribed by Dr. Bassam. Don't build <laughs> multiple products, just build them all within your product. But no, I'm, I'm joking here, but uh, in your case, it seems healthy because I do see that it's not like you've created, uh, let's see, so you have uh, project management, invoicing proposals, forms, dashboards. It's not like you've created the to-do app and then a doctor appointment calendar schedule. Like they're all connected. They're all under the same um, area of, yeah. of problems and, to be solved. So, And you know, the cool thing is because we have all these tools and the way they're designed, they are flexible to mm -hmm. any needs and any workflow. So we have... We have hospitals using them. We have schools using them. We have moms and dads using them with their parents, with, with, with their kids. We have businesses, small and big. We have enterprises. We have an eSIM company, tele telecommunication company, using it as a platform where their customers log in to see how much money they spend, how much left on their data, and they can increase their data, you know, like the entire app to run your eSIM, to manage your eSIM. So, Anyone can really use Plutio because it's so flexible and customizable. And that's what makes us different in this industry. Mm -hmm. Did you ever regret or, you know, shelf, take back a new feature, like a new vertical that you've integrated into Plutio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The, but, there's a story. You know, there's a story to be told behind that laugh. Yeah. Um, we haven't necessarily taken, like, we have taken back some small features that proven to be just a nightmare to manage and probably no one really used. But there are some features that we developed when, um, and my mindset when I decided on, the, decided on these features when, was not right, right? So I did not plan them properly. For example, Wiki. So we developed Wiki as a, because Plutio run on Plutio. Everything is on Plutio apart from subscription, which is on Stripe. Mm -hmm. And the thing is with Wiki is when we first developed it, I was like, I need to replace the help center that we're using with Plutus help center. So I developed this Wiki to be like a help center, but at the same time, not a help center to make it work for everyone else in Plutio. And to me, years on, it turns out to be a mess. A lot of people use it aggressively, yeah. um, so we can't get it back. But now we're replacing it with pages, something like Notion-like, you know, platform mm -hmm. in Plutio. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, yeah, there are things that I regret developing because we could have developed something much more useful and beneficial and, you know, we could have kept it, you know, ongoing. But um, 
I think it happens to all of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope. <laughs> I mean, I don't well, want to be the only one. <laughs> I mean, we're you're young as well, and uh, we're young. I'm gonna speak for both of us. It kind of makes sense that we do have to earn some of our. Uh, ranks so to speak by being on the battlefield but anyways that's too much of a war metaphor which doesn't fit in nicely with the geopolitical context these days it it, it does feel like we have to uh, develop our own scar tissue by making some of these mistakes and, and you know this actually brings me back to something i love telling people about is that um i don't regret not raising money early on because i i really could have right i went to only two investors so if i kept going i could have raised some money for what i've done um, or even a little bit while after we developed it and launched it on AppSum and we have more credibility, we could have raised money. But I really, you know, enjoy the fact that we didn't because I would not have learned so many things with raising money because it's a safe net. I had a safe net. I pay myself. I pay everyone. I hire everyone to do everything. Mm -hmm. And I would not have done a lot of the things that I've done or gone through or learned. So I actually, I really appreciate that journey so, so much because now you know, with that hassle and struggle, you sort of build skills that you wouldn't build with with just a safety net, if that makes sense. Yeah, and people also say, it's also been my experience, uh, I haven't raised, nor did I ever want to raise money, but it's been my experience with money on a personal level in my life and in other people's lives. It looks like money amplifies who you are and what you do. So some people also say, and I tend to agree with them, that maybe raising money early on would have made you crash faster because uh, it amplifies the, the path you're on. And yeah, I think it would have a crash Plutio, like destroyed it. Mm. And I, I genuinely can see that happening. Yeah. Cause with, by being profitable, you have infinite runway in a way, unless you keep on, you know, going lower and lower in terms of revenue. So you have that kind of blanket, uh, that, base layer uh, against which you can keep on learning and making mistakes i see that in my um, in my main business is as well at about close to like doing 15 to 20k uh every month and uh, our profit margin allowed us along across the years to you know burn some money you know for instance i've learned the uh the mistake the hard way of building something that nobody wanted but um because I wasn't raising money, you know, having 3.6 million out of which I've used 2.4 because I went all in on something nobody wanted. I spent way less. It did hurt, but didn't hurt that much and didn't bankrupt me that um, uh, I just paid for my MBA like that. So I didn't go to an official MBA course school, whatever they call it. But um, I did pay in blood and sweat. And that's why I, I get exactly what you're saying when you say I probably would have crushed uh, Plutio. If, it, if I yeah. would have raised money. Because I had no idea how to run the business, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, you know, I, I did run a business before. It was Design Studio. It's a completely different industry. It's a different skill set that you need for it. Um, so, yeah. But now I, I think I know what's needed. You know, and now when it rains money, I know exactly where the money is going to go and how we're going to spend it. And being capital efficient is a super great thing to have. You know, learning that scale of being capital efficient is it's fantastic because once you have the, a lot of money, you know how to allocate it properly, even though it's a lot of money, right? Because a million dollars could go away, could run out in, in, in six months, if, mm -hmm. if anything, you know? So, yeah, you got to be careful as well. And clearly, VCs 
are aware of the gamble as well when they look at a first-time founder as opposed to I've done a tiny bit of angel investing as well and I was in that I was exposed to that position where if I compare two opportunities obviously somebody starting their third business you know with two failures or two successes doesn't matter I look at them I say you know what they've learned some mistakes on their buck or on, or on somebody else's buck and I've seen that in my experience as well it's like clearly if this is the third company you're starting you clearly have been through some of these mistakes and yeah. uh, you've integrated them which is what we're we're discussing here as well yeah. um, so I'm guessing VCs are aware of the gamble when they choose a first-time founder that might yeah. or might not have potential they already know this is one of the risks that you need to put on paper I guess in your mind if you're just eyeballing the whole um, opportunity so to speak <laughs> it's all good yeah um if you were to so no quick question you said plutio runs on plutio and besides that you only use stripe given that it's freelancers and all these audiences you've mentioned before wasn't there a need for paypal for accepting paypal as a as a customer um for our customers to get paid from their clients yeah yeah paypal was one of the very first payment platforms that we launched um, it's not used as much as Stripe, but it's used significantly still. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to find out what, what made you accept payments only for Stripe because I am, I have been considering for the last two years to add PayPal as a payment platform for myself because mm. my customers are using PayPal and sometimes they ask for it. They don't cry too loudly, but I haven't done anything. And I'm thinking as well that in your case, you have more experience with obviously more processed uh, volume than I did. Um, maybe because they earn in PayPal, they want to say, you know what? I'd love to pay for Plutio in PayPal. So I, earlier I asked you oh. about their customers. Now I'm asking you about you and your customers. So <laughs> different questions. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we actually have a lot of um, requests for PayPal payments. Um, sometimes we even, even get check checked payment, but uh, that's impossible to do so. But PayPal, yeah. yes, especially from people in Asia, in India mm. um, and East kind of uh, that, that region, um, because Stripes and Mexico, because Stripe somehow just does not support all the cards or does not support the majority of the region. And so everyone was like, I want to use Plutio. I, you know, I want to pay, but I can't pay using Stripe. I need to pay using PayPal. So our Favron, our customer success, um, he go in and he just does it manually for them just to get them on. So there is definitely a need, especially if you're working, you know, with people from all around the world and Stripe isn't available in everywhere and doesn't support everywhere. So you need different payment methods. And honestly, I think Parallel is a, is a fantastic option for that kind of, um, uh, you know, it's, you know it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good solution for that problem. And we used to use Paddle before. Um, and I think there might be a big chance we go back to Paddle. Um, we don't know. We don't know just yet. But um, the the need for other payment methods to pay for Plutio is 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 there and on the rise. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You've mentioned that about Stripe, so it made me think. So yeah, interesting. Uh, back to what we were discussing about SaaS taking a long time to compound. You know, gather all that stuff. If you I'm asking more in my case because uh, a bit of context. I my second business is called Simple Inc. It's a Notion website builder. You've mentioned Notion before, so it takes Notion pages and um, it turns them into websites. And um, let's see, just to give a bit more context on numbers, this is month number four. We're at 750 
MRR, you know, with churn nerve included, we're growing about 30 to 40% month over month, which sounds good, but I'm not, I'm not counting it. I'm not celebrating that too much because uh, a business early on is very fragile. So, you know, two uh, subscriptions, two certain subscriptions being canceled on the same day and we're off that uh, growth, uh, uh, you know, track. Um, my question to you, Leo, is if you would start something today, how would you take into account that uh, SaaS takes some time to grow and mature? Would you just keep on going and focus on that? Would you do something else about it? I have a certain specific question, but I first want to hear how you how you would take that into account if you would start something new today, maybe in parallel or as a new thing. Yeah, um, I would definitely leverage all the skills that I've learned. And uh, I think the if I start a new SaaS, let's say tomorrow, um, I think the process of it becoming profitable and growing, it will be faster than my mm -hmm. first one because I now know what is needed to, to get to that certain level. And now we've built an audience and a community that can support us on a, on a second venture, if that makes sense. So for me personally, I have the basis and the foundations to start something new and grow it from day one. Um, you know, think Peter Levels, for instance. I mean, he launched Rebase. And it went viral from day one through his audience. So one of the things that I really encourage anyone building a business to do is one, build an audience, build a community, and build a, a tool, you know, set a skill set or anything you might need in another venture, in another life, if if you will. You know what I mean? Uh, because it can definitely help you. Networking is fantastic as well. You know, having a network is it's a fantastic tool that a lot of people don't. Well, sorry, a lot of people underestimate. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you, I've noticed that in founders as well, that when they're looking at a new idea, regardless of whether they sold or, uh, you know, just start something new on the side, they try to connect it, connect it at least, at least, you know, in, in the neighborhood of that audience. Would you say, let's say tomorrow I'm starting something new in parallel to Plutio, would you say you wouldn't veer off too far? So in your case, I would guess, I don't know, if you're doing something like dentist scheduling tool, that would be quite too far away from Plutio. Would you look yeah. at a neighboring at least? So would would you just not start a business if you feel like you have a great insight? If it's not at least close to the audience you have right now, you know, in, in your email list and in your uh, audience? Yeah, I, I mean... I am looking into the potential right now into starting a business. Uh, relatively, it's sort of connected to Pluto as well. It's real estate, um, but with a twist, right? And um, I've never done real estate before. It's, it's completely new territory for me. But um, the twist is that it's very related to us nomading and traveling and working mm -hmm. remotely and business owners and stuff. So uh, somehow, whatever I do will be related to, you know, because that's, that's how it is, right? You you go through a journey, you go through a struggle, and then you try and find a solution for that struggle, and then you build on it, and then you find another struggle, and you you build on it. And if you think about it, you know, like like I said earlier on, the, the reason I'm here is because of dogs, you know, seven eight years ago, because I wanted to help dogs, and then I built a website for them, and then I learned how to build a website, and then started building websites for clients, and then struggled to grow it, and then built Plutio, and now I'm traveling and struggling to find a place where I can actually work from. And I know a lot of people struggling as well. So now I'm expanding into another, I'm building another solution for another problem that I learned through the first 
through this venture that I'm in now. So I feel somehow it will always just be related to what you see and what you know, or what you just, you know, it's within your view, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And if, if you, yeah. Yeah, I have seen that on, on in entrepreneurs' journeys as well, that everything is connected. As you said, mm -hmm. from, from dogs, from back when you were 14, I think you said, all the way to today. Because it makes me think, unless you start a business for a stupid reason, such as, uh, I want to do that because uh, dentists have a lot of money. So that wouldn't be, I mean, that could be one of the reasons, but it can't be the only one. Unless you're starting a business for a stupid reason, you're going to see an opportunity you're only going to see an opportunity based on what you've done before. So real estate, funny enough, funny that you mentioned it. I myself, in, I'm in about the same situation. I'm considering getting into a deal involving real estate and construction. And it made me think that I realized at a later point, not initially, that part of the reason why it attracted me was because construction, although not the same, the uh, construction has some common elements with software development because I was... I was talking to my parents and I told them, look, I'm looking now at obviously how helpful it is to have a construction company if you want to develop. Um, I realized I have a construction company metaphorically when it comes to software because most of my employees are developers. And it's like somebody can come to us and I'm like, okay, we can build whatever, but um, it has to, you know, have uh, an opportunity, you know, have a, have a plan. Same as a construction company, you can build whatever, but you're not jumping into anything. So the point I was making uh, to you know get back from this uh, from this side topic the point i was making was that i don't think you can see an opportunity uh unless it is based on something you've seen before same in your case would you agree disagree with that most of the time yeah yeah like 90 95 percent of the time yeah yeah in my opinion from my experience and what i've gone through and the people i spoke to and the journeys i've you know witnessed i, I feel it's true mm-hmm What's been in Plurio's case when it comes to, I know you said marketing is something you're going to focus on more now, but I was curious as well across the years because I'm, I'm pretty sure these things change. What's been like the uh, buzzword alert, distribution channels, but like wh what has worked in terms of spreading, spreading the word and getting yourself out there in terms of new customers besides obviously uh, the product? People, genuinely just people. <laughs> just be good to people and they'll be good to you. Um and listen to them and they will help you grow. Um, and literally that's all we, we did. We, we, we have an affiliate program uh, making about $60,000 from so far, um, thousands of affiliates on it. A lot of people actually promote Plutio and pay to promote Plutio on, um, on Google and they use their affiliate program for it because that's how much they believe in a product and the potential of it. And we have a lot, we, you know, our community is, is uh, if, if around 7,000 people, very active. And um, what we do is we funnel, <clears throat> excuse me, we funnel new signups into our community and they can see, <clears throat> excuse me, losing my voice now. No worries. <laughs> and, and they can see the, the world behind Plutio. It isn't just a product, it's an ecosystem. People are there helping each other. And honestly, our support tickets dropped after the community because if you go on it, you will see people just taking a minute or two of their precious time to respond to someone they never met before just to support them and help them you know that is that's alone is just makes you makes us so happy back at plutio so um so far it's been the people um and i feel we're gonna we're gonna focus more on that we're gonna offer more you know rewards more loyalty and things like this to help us you know do this at a scale um but also obviously marketing in the terms of 
going on social media and things like that is important. So we something we're going to be focusing on. But so far, it's been just people. I've seen that your community is on a Facebook group. Uh, Correct. How long has it been since you started the community again? Sorry. Since we launched in 2017. Okay. Um, have you ever considered moving it or have you ever considered any other platform? Because... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Um, so we have a big plan for this okay. and it isn't going to be just a community, right? It isn't just going to be using circle.io or anything like this, where we just build a duplicate of Facebook in a sense and just have it standalone or built into the platform somehow. But we are building an ecosystem in Plutio. Um, there's so much going on and there's so much going to be happening in the next year that it's going to really change the landscape in, when it comes to this kind of stuff. So the community is going, it's, go it's going to change. Uh, where it is from Facebook, outside of Facebook, into Plutio, but it will have mm -hmm. its own space. It will be the Plutio universe, if you will, and we'll have so many other functions than just a place to talk. Um, you know, yeah, it, it, it'll be a fantastic. I can't wait. <laughs> I really can't wait. But uh, but yeah, we are. We are looking into that. Looking forward to it because I see your enthusiasm in your eyes and obviously in your voice. You're not losing your voice for no reason at all because of your enthusiasm. <laughs> so you're building something custom, you're saying, not using a third party for yeah. hosting the community. Bespoke to solve a problem that we can see um, mm -hmm. happening right now. Mm -hmm. Interesting. I'm asking this because I know it's uh, you can't have it all when it comes to hosting your community. You could do Discord, which is more of a chat. You could do Facebook slash Circle, as you mentioned. You could do, I guess, Reddit. I, for instance, have a, a Reddit community, Reddit SaaS. Um, and I see you can't have it all. And then to splinter your community across three different channels, I mean, no. maybe with the right resources to handle them, but even then you're being splintered and it's not all in one place. Like it's, it would be stronger together. But yeah, that's, yeah. that sounds super cool. Having a community embedded within um, the product. That's interesting. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's what Circle is looking to do in the long term where because they're, they're doing community as a service in a way and obviously yeah. they've replicated you know with some perks the facebook group but uh apis and etc could allow people for the right price to embed that within their product i'm i'm thinking but i guess we'll have to talk to the founders of circle for that to, to get a confirmation or not um yeah well i feel like we could talk on for hours and ages about the new Plutio, but I know you also can't disclose too much, Leo, about it because uh, it's... And, and just for your disclosure, sure. it isn't because we're scared someone will copy us or anything like this. You know, I encourage everyone, if they have an idea, to talk about it, mm -hmm. um, no matter how unique they think it is. Um, but the reason we're not disclosing this is because we have tens of thousands of people looking forward to it and we want to keep this excitement going for a little while, for a little while you know? So yeah. we don't want to disclose what's going on, um, but we want to surprise everyone with what's coming. And that's the only reason we're keeping it under undercover for now. Which I get because it's, it's a big reveal and you've worked yeah. so hard for it and you've got this uh, crowd of people behind yeah. you. <laughs> It would be a shame to just say, all right, here it is. Have a look at it. Let me know. Bye. Exactly. Cheers. Yes. And I'm working on a really incredible video that I just want to play yeah. for everyone. So I don't want to ruin it, you know? So don't worry. We, I at least <laughs> I understand that because yeah. I've done both, both bigger reviews and both, all right, you know, quiet release and that's about it. But um, yeah, I hope you get some, if you want it, some media 
uh, attention. So some some press attention with that. I do hope so. That that would be lovely. Yeah, that would be definitely lovely. It's just yeah. sometimes it's hard to get their attention unless you raise a hundred million. It's hard to get their attention. You know what I mean? But um, I am confident we're gonna get their attention in a different way, um, very soon. I hope so. And luckily, that's starting to change in the last few, yeah. in, in the last period of time. Um, as we're approaching to the end of our convo, is there something you feel like we haven't covered? Something, something you you wish you would have had more space, less time to to expand on, or should we leave that for part two when uh, Pluto 3.0 is out and you know we'll have like a catch up? Um, honestly, I can't think of anything um, apart from saying indie hackers keep your eye peeled because a new Pluto is coming that will definitely just be that will change the game for every indie hacker out there. Um, we're not talking freelancers and small business, we're talking an indie hacker, someone who uh, so great at what they do, building, designing, building, launching, marketing, growing their entire SaaS by one person. Um, we're working on something that would definitely help you in so many levels. But apart from that, honestly, I can't think of anything. We spoke about so many things, um, mostly exciting, exciting things. And I'm looking forward to us launching 3.0 and seeing what you think about it. Because I have a feeling, honestly, once you see it, you are probably going to reconsider re, uh, Basecamp. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, you, you're probably cool. going to do that. But if, if not, then I've done a bad job. <laughs> nah, so you'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to that as well because uh, I've been listening to you. And as I said, I see your enthusiasm, which makes me interested and intrigued. But um, yeah. Okay, looking forward to that. Leo, then last question for, for people listening that um, want to keep up with you, not just for 3.0, but for everything else that you do. Where should we direct them? Which links, less socials? Feel free to list as many as possible, but obviously the main ones. Where should we send them? Honestly, Twitter is the main social platform that I am, you know, I'm, I'm on right now more than any other platform. Um, yeah, so I think Twitter, just you can DM me, you can tweet me, you can even email me if you want. If there's anything I can help with. And your Twitter is at L-O-A-A-B-A-S-S-A-M. So Loai Basam. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Let's let's find out because I don't know. <laughs> I have it I have it here. I have it open, but yeah. I just want to spell that for people so they know how to find you. Yeah, it's L-O-A-I-B-A-S-S-A-M. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's or just one. Leo Basam with a rocket emoji. Oh, I use the rocket emoji as well. That's been We all use it nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've been using it for ages, but like now I, it, it's part of the name, so I can't change it. I like it when people are, um, you know, when they're reaching out and they're using the rocket emoji, you know, they've used the software, some piece of software to code outreach you, and you know, it's automated. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I see. I don't know that. Well, now you do. So, you know, when something is automated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, of course, Pluteo.com for, you know, another, another place for people to you know where we want to direct people mm -hmm. yeah cool leo i appreciate i'm going to stop the recording in a second i appreciate all the patience and you know your transparency as always uh thanks very much and i'll see you next time thank you so much i'll see you next time